0: You are listening to episode 14 of the Heroes Home Base podcast. Hey, what's going on guys? This is Rob. This is Mark. Hey, it's Rich. Fellas, how we doing? Fantastic. How about you?
1: I am trying to be good. Trying to I want, be good? I, I am good. I'm just trying to get him in a better mood. Because this week was the week I was supposed to go to the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. Uh,
2: flight Seattle. is booked.
1: Flight is booked. Everything was done. And the Comic Con got postponed because of the coronavirus.
0: Uh, Washington's the epicenter of that shit
1: it got postponed until sometime in the summer i'm going to get refunded my ticket but i'm going to i might lose out on my plane ticket i'm probably going to lose out on my plane ticket that fucking sucks dude I'm really upset, and I'm just trying to be in a better mood. But man, that sucks. Two hundred and sixty-seven dollars. I'm just gonna miss out
0: on. Dude, I I hear the airlines are are losing major dough, so it doesn't surprise me that you're getting screwed over. I'm sure you bought insurance, but I'm sure it doesn't cover situations like this.
1: I did. I purchased the insurance.
0: Well, I mean, hopefully we can cheer you up tonight, there, Mark.
1: I hope so. Well, let's let's
0: let's keep this let's keep this train going on the negativity track. Um, this is probably about going on two weeks but we haven't had we haven't recorded but going on two weeks now but dan dido from dc comics the co-publisher with jim lee was fired fired dc comics yes fired so i've read a bunch of articles from a bunch of different sources and uh just fired (laughs) I don't. Man, uh, that's like a that's a name that was associated with uh, DC and like Batman the animated series forever. I don't know if he was part of the animated series, but he's been co-publisher for like a very long time. I'd have to do the research to figure out when he started, but um, I think it had to do with obviously the creative direction of the comics and where he wanted to take them. From what I understand, is they were getting ready to do a or 5G, which is Generation 5, and do another, I don't know if it's a complete overhaul reboot, like Rebirth, New 52, 52, whatever, continuity fuck up again, I don't know. But somebody at the top of AT&T and Warner said, nope, I don't know. I really am not in the mood for another continuity reset button all in the name of trying to sell fucking comics and number ones. And I, I just think it just confuses people. I can well, definitely tell you. Well, there's other ways you can do it. I mean, for God's sake, like, come on. Well, I can tell you, dude, like, I started collecting again because of the Rebirth line, and I can tell and I, it was fun. I loved it. I loved reading comics again. I mean, fucking Dan Jurgens was writing Superman again, and fuck, he was... He was writing that shit back in the late eighties, early nineties. He wrote The Death of Superman. And he I mean, he drew, he wrote, like, it was just a fun time to be reading comics just three fucking years ago. And now it's like they're talking about pulling the plug and doing it again. I'm just like it's it's I don't know. It's disheartening. Um I just think that it it was so much fun to be reading comics again. And I feel like after getting to where we're at in the continuity, it just feels like the whole rebirth got pulled halfway through it. Like before it got even really got started. I mean, you got to really think about like the doomsday clock story was supposed to, you know, repair some of the timeline and repair some of the continuity questions that people had. And the fact that that just wrapped up three years and it was supposed to be 12 issues delay after delay. It kind of just makes you think that there was some kind of, you know, something going on to where, the original plan was not implemented. So. so I got a question is I'm assuming Warner brothers is now the parent has been the parent company for years. Mm-hmm. So they essentially call the shots. Yep. And they call the shots on the creative decisions down to the DC comic side of things. Well, potentially Dan and uh, Jim Lee were the publishers and uh, most of the creative creative ideas went through them. And I know the majority of them went through Dan. And I mean, like I said, I read a few articles here and there and it was like, Oh, you know, he was stifling creative development and people's ideas. And I mean, Jeff Johns is no longer like on the top echelon of, Of the group, I mean, he went more towards just doing the entertainment side, like movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So he's not, I mean, he's still writing, but he wrote the DC Rebirth book that you picked to talk about a few episodes ago. And, and, you know, he wrote the Flashpoint Paradox. I mean, and he's been, he wrote the fucking Doomsday Clock. And the fact that I think the only thing he's writing now is Shazam, which I'm reading that currently, and I'm really not digging the direction of that. But, well, I guess my, my question is, I mean, the reason I brought up Warner Brothers is it. I know we talked about this on the last episode when we were talking about Birds of Prey. It just sounds like the comic leadership is following the same pattern of Warner Brothers DC movie patterns where it's like they they have no long game. It's like they have sh- they are just short sighted. Don't see past, you know, the. 12 months into the future if even that and I mean clearly they don't see 12 months into the future if you're gonna have the doomsday clock go for 3 freaking years yeah. I mean it's like there's there's no strategy for fuck's sake there's There's no no, strategy
1: it doesn't seem like they have actual comic book lovers I mean there's
0: no doubt that that there's, there's some comic book love at DC like you don't get top echelon than Jim Lee and I just And Jeff Johns is fucking amazing too. It's just, it's frustrating because I felt like they were on a really, really good track. And like, I mean, Black Label was awesome. Like Batman Damned was amazing. Like, and then you see Bat Penis and like, they just censor the shit and, you know, try to do some kind of damage control. And it's like, why is a 12 issue series getting delayed up to three that just doesn't make sense without you know something getting changed as it's going along and like tom king was on batman he was supposed to write a 100 issues of that and got kicked off of it about 85 which i i we could talk about that but like i that was a a complete waste of time in my opinion like i like a lot of tom king stuff but like the direction he was taking that you're just like what the fuck are you talking about dude tell the story like every issue was like a fucking riddle you're just like what's the point of this but well i mean i'll say a no-brainer here i mean obviously the main strategy is we gotta sell books we gotta Mm -hmm. make revenue but i think specifically with dc and warner brothers that fact has stifled innovation and creativity for the last 20 years I mean, mm-hmm. well, no, even longer than that. Like, how? Like, I actually look at Batman and Robin as the start of the downfall of the DC universe. Well, then you. Ha- well, I wouldn't say all that. I'd say you still had the Bale franchise. And no, that no, 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 no. I, mean, I mean, I'm saying like that. For to me, was well, no, and I would even, I would even go so as far as to say, even Batman Forever was kind of a first clue that. Warner Brothers was just getting money hungry and and said to be damned with the stories. I mean, you had some great stuff, but see, and I've told you, I've said this numerous times, even the Bale franchise was amazing. And then they just were like, all right, we just need to keep recreating that. It's like,
1: no. Something's missing in their formula. They don't have a formula. They don't have a strategy. The way Marvel and Kevin Feige does, they just don't have a strategy. They don't have a, a, a formula they just can't it's just like hit or miss there's no formula there and i think jim lee is better as an artist than a publisher
0: well and i will agree with you mark i actually think if you, if if we go back in time and look at iron man like i have to i have to firmly believe that marvel had this shit planned out over the next like 15 20 years they did studio wise before even iron man hit theaters like they did and and it was like don't well they did damage control i mean their first round of movies were fucking shit and then it's like iron man they had their plan and then iron man was a immediate success and they're like sweet let's get this thing rolling let's let's stay on track here we got a plan but i mean i think they i think even if they had and they i think they had some immediate flops in in the midst of the the huge success um but i think they were like we'll take the we'll take the the punches to the face. And we're going to keep going with the long game, despite maybe some short term setbacks. Like DC's, like, they'll take the same approach and they're like, no, nope, fuck. We're, nope. Nope. Abandon ship. Everybody get the fuck off of this thing. And we're going to reinvent the wheel again. I don't know. So I don't know. DC comics kind of in some, some no man's land, some purgatory. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the real reason the guy got fired. Um, there's quite a few people that are happy that he got fired and there's quite a few people that were sad that he got fired. I mean, if, uh, I was really enjoying rebirth. Like I just said, and if it would have just played out the way it was supposed to, you know, I I mean, I guess I'll never know what it was supposed to be, but you can't tell me that a 12 issue mini series was supposed to take three years. So I don't know. Again, like there's no fucking strategy. Like, did you guys have a fucking meeting about this or nope? Delay. Well, I can tell you this: the books that I read now. Let's see, I read Batman. I know you got Detective in there. Well, I read Batman. I read Detective. I read Superman action comics. I'm not do I'm d I do Shazam. Lois Lane is a miniseries I'm reading by Greg Rucka. I'm not really digging that too much. I'm not really digging Shazam. I mean, that's ten issues in, and I'm about ready to cut that from my list. Well, you're uh, you're just listing your DC stuff. Yeah. As far as like. I don't know if I brought this up before, but it's like, as far as Bendis is Superman, not digging it at all. Yeah. Like Clark just revealed his identity to the world. Like what the fuck are we doing here? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's different, man. Like I feel like the comics are like, I still, I still get Batgirl and Nightwing for Kim because she reads them. I can't stand Nightwing right now. I think that book is fucking horrible. Um, ever since Batman, I believe it was Batman Fifty, Dick Grayson got shot in the head and got amnesia, and now he doesn't even know who the fuck he is, and I can't stand reading that, and that sucks because that's uh, Dan Jurgens is writing that now, and I'm like I, I I stopped reading it like five issues ago, and Batgirl it's it's I, I stopped reading that too, but Kim still collects them, but I don't know I'm not trying to be negative, but it's just like I really want I really want that. Jolt of energy and life to be, you know, shot back into the books that I love reading, you know, and yeah. I, you know, I am reading uh, Daredevil now and I really, really like that, really enjoying that. And uh, speaking of our birthday that just passed last week, uh, Kim got me all of Alan Moore's um, Swamp Thing, all nice, nice uh, all his complete work. So it's like six uh, all in one um graphic novels so it's this whole run from the 80s so i'm already through the first one and it's it's definitely alan moore man it's different it's cool i like it is it first like is it like first edition stuff what no no no. it's just the big trades like oh, gotcha. you know the yep so each book has like six issues in it so no, I, I think some... we all
1: go through i'm sorry go ahead
0: no go ahead mark go ahead
1: i was gonna say i think we all go through phases as far as comics and where it's at, you know, I think the movies are doing uh, really as well, because we get to see it more, you know, and then the whether they fail or do well, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's what's also adding to it, but I think we all go through phases with the comics.
0: I agree. Well, and I agree, because, I mean, that was one of the reasons towards the end, like, right when Rich and I stopped collecting, a lot of the reading I was at least doing, it felt like a chore. Like, it really felt like a chore, and I remember some books I was very excited, like couldn't wait for them to come out. You remember like Bone, towards the end of the Bone run? Like I was, I would, I just loved that book. And I loved that it was something different outside of like the superhero stuff. But there, towards the end, it was just like, oh, I got to read the whole Bat family because I can't, I don't know what the hell's going on with Detective this month again because I got to get Robin, which was garbage. I got to get Batgirl, which was garbage. And it was just, ugh. I'm with you, Rich. It would be nice to just kind of have some of that enthusiasm and energy back into it. Yeah, I mean, Batman right now, now that Tom King's off the book, it's it's pretty exciting. I believe Tomasi, now Tomasi's doing Detective um, James Tiny, and he's writing it now. And it's really it's really good. I'm digging it. So you guys got any other news to talk about? So I did actually stop at the comic store yesterday, and uh, I was just looking for something. I still had some gift Uh, certificates from christmas and i wanted to just try something different my buddy josh colbertson who i i work with uh he had uh asked me if i'd heard a lock and key and i had not um this was about a month and a half ago and i was like you know let me check that out so i picked up um the trade that's the first six issues um started reading that last night i got through the first couple issues and this is an intense book man I don't. I don't know if you guys have checked out the uh, Netflix series or not. I, I uh, read the first couple issues and then. What's the, the f- What's it What's the show? Lock and key. Okay. No, I haven't checked it out. Uh, it's Joe Hill's book. Um, Gabriel Rodriguez. I've, i I've his Rodriguez's art looks pretty familiar. I wonder if he did a run in DC back when we were collecting. Um, some of his work looks really familiar. I mean, it's gory, but uh, it's a thriller so far. I'm only two issues in. I, uh, that might be out... Joe Joe Hill. I think he's got uh, a black label horror line through DC right now. Yeah, you were telling me about that. So that's, I, I like it. I checked out the first two episodes on Netflix right after I read it. Um, looks like it's a pretty decent show from what I can tell. The cast seems to be pretty solid, uh, but it's... It's kind of weird, but it's kind of a cool weird. So, nice. Um, I was, I was just like, when did this come out? And it looks like it was, uh, I think, O six O seven is when it first uh, debuted. So uh, that'll be something new that I've been checking out that I'll uh, be more than happy to kind of share on the podcast in future episodes. Oh, yeah.
1: Nice. So this week we've decided to dive into our home-based communications which basically that's what we're going to be um, communicating with some of the people that have been emailing into to us. And so this week we are hearing from one of our old buddies who we've known for over 20 years. We used to work with him. We went to high school with him. And it's Antoine Bush.
0: And I think Antoine was the first person ever to email the show, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And then uh, subject line Herb took over the uh, <laughs> responsibilities of that. All right. So for this week's... Home based communication. It's Antoine Bush. So, without further ado. So, Antoine, how in the heck? How the? How in the heck did you hear about our podcast, sir?
2: Uh, initially through Facebook. Um, I believe I believe Mark was the one who posted it, and I just happened to see it on my feed, and I clicked the link, and it took me to Spotify, and got me
0: here. Nice. Are you a a listener of every episode or?
2: Yeah, uh, you guys are my number two comic book related comic comic book related podcast behind uh, Fat Man and Beyond.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. All right.
2: <laughs> no, not really. It just he he just he just has a head start. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Only he like, like four hundred episodes. Of- <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. He's the Joe Rogan <laughs> of the comic book podcasts. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad you're uh, you're listening to us. We're glad we're your number two yeah of
1: course so can you tell us when did you first fall in love with comics
2: um as a kid i want to see you know being a product of the 80s um it was initially the tv shows um uh, initially my first two favorite comic book characters were batman and spider-man you know what i mean because they had the because I was catching the Spider-Man reruns and the Adam West reruns, and I would just be glued. You know, Nick and I used to show the uh, the Batman marathons, and I would be hooked for like three hours, just <laughs> just stuck. And then uh, one day my mom came home, and she brought she brought five comics, and three of them were Batman and two were Spider-Man. And the initial Batman uh, comic books were the ones that had uh, Starface. Yep. Yeah. So like he was the first like comic book. It was a three part it was a three is I don't know how she got it. she got admired the ball player. And and there was yeah, it was and then uh Spider Man, it was there were two different random episodes two not episodes, but issues. There were two different random issues. Um one was dealing with uh the symbiote suit.
3: Mm-hmm. It was
2: like the aftermath of the symbiote suit and then it was a couple issues later where carnage was kind of introduced and that and this and like the, the rabbit hole plunge.
0: So was it like nice. a, yeah. a value pack from like Meyer or does she just grab you a whole bunch of single issues?
2: Uh, single issues, single issues.
0: So Antoine, are you currently collecting anything? Or if, if not, uh, if you were given the opportunity, what would you collect?
2: I haven't collected anything in a while only because of just work, just, just family stuff. Um, I do read online every in every now and then when I get when I get a chance. I don't like reading comics online. I feel like it's a sin. It's blasphemous. But you got to get your <laughs> fix, some kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm currently catching up on um, Spawn. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge, huge McFarlane fan. Yeah, you've always um, been a
1: fan of Spawn. I,
2: yeah, always been a fan of Spawn. Just because you're so different, you know what I mean? Um, I like different. Them, I like so. heroes that are yeah, 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 a lot, a lot. I like I like heroes that are different. You know what I mean? He's just no, there's really no one like him at, now. Not that you know, not. I mean, he's kind of like the the uh, the punk rock. I, I look at him as like the punk rock to the mainstream. You know what I mean? Yep. Um,
0: I don't know. He's kind of screaming, uh, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: we, all, right we all
2: got a little we all got a little bit of screamo in this just a little bit we all have guilty pleasures you know um, um stretching up, yeah with the you know it's, it's kind of cool with technology nowadays especially YouTube if I don't have time to sit and read comics I listen to uh comics explained on YouTube <laughs> and, nice. uh, you know what I mean yeah you know I, it's, it's cheating but hey sometimes I gotta get my fix. um I just recently finished the uh, Captain America story where he's a Hydra agent, and we're just like, "What the hell is that?" Like that's crazy. And I just started um, Batman, uh, uh, the one who laughs. I think he's called where he has that
0: weird thing over his face. Yep, yeah. Batman who laughs. Yeah, so yeah. Like
2: I'm, I'm intrigued by that because like, is he like? He has a, like I haven't really started, sir. I got maybe like ten minutes into it. So is he like the Joker or the Joker break? There was a
0: whole, I want to say through going on two years ago, there was a whole dark multiverse. uh, And there was all these versions of Batman from these different dark matter universe. Like there's all these different little timelines and each one of these Batmans came out of it. And he was the most, I guess, popular that Scott Snyder ran with, but they're getting ready to come out with death metal, which is another continuation to it. It was a, it was an interesting story, for sure. Is this the, like, Dark Knight Metal stuff? Yes. You were the one who thought it yeah. was, like, uh, you thought it was a Joker, but it was really Batman Who Laughs. It's a creepy-looking... Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I scrolled across it on Instagram one day, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, did Joker become Batman? Like, well, I, thought it, I thought it was kind of like the repeat of when he... Uh, was it the Batman Beyond when he... Mm-hmm. Put himself in the decoration. I thought it was something along those lines when
1: I first saw it. Nice. Yeah. So it's so funny because you have always been and not only do you are you a comic fan, but Antoine is also a very awesome artist. So yes. when I it just like, you talking about Spawn really brought back memories of you drawing Spawn all the time and how detailed you were in drawing him and you just did those artists justice you know when you used to draw him I remember that Antoine and I and the three of us we also have known each other over 20 years I recently saw Antoine was it last year Yeah, last... For, Avengers, for Avengers Endgame when I went out to Phoenix Antoine lives in Phoenix everybody and I went out to visit him to see last Avengers week. Endgame and I saw him out there so we've all have been friends we went to high school middle school together so we've Antoine and I have been friends
0: we worked at the same grocery years. store <laughs>
1: Yes, you work with the same oh, grocery yeah, store, big uh, bear yeah, Ohio. 270, baby. <laughs> ah,
2: They're ah, no seven, longer in zero. business. I still got I still got the name tag at my mom's house, believe it or not. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I know why. You never throw
1: that out, sir.
2: No, I'm not. I'm not gonna throw it away ever.
1: Never. <laughs> But can you tell us, what are it's, some of your
2: favorite stories? Uh, favorite stories off the bat? Uh, for Marvel, it was uh, Civil War. Just the idea of the government coming in and just messing everything up for everybody, and mm. heroes having to decide, like, do I tell myself, or do I tell who I am, or do I not? So then you got this whole thing of like heroes teaming with villains, and you know, people dying who shouldn't die, and the aftermath after that. Um, X Men versus Avengers was another good one. Um, DC's Flashpoint Paradox—that's my mm-hmm. all-time favorite. Just the idea of if I do this one thing and I change this one thing, it fucks everything up. You know what I mean? Like right. I love that. Um, King, Kingdom Come was a good one. Um, it actually—it's it's funny. The Flash has always been my favorite DC superhero, but yes. it, the more I read the comics now. I'm kind of leaning towards the Green Lantern, not necessarily the Green Lantern in per se, but the Lantern Corps. I'm a I'm a Blue Lantern
0: kind of guy myself. Nice. Yeah. You just uh, you just answered my question. It would be kind of what's your who's your favorite hero? So, it sounds like so my favorite.
2: Well, yeah, f- favorite DC superheroes is going to be the Flash, hands down. Yeah, like Barry Allen all day. Say,
0: uh, which which one, sir?
2: <laughs> yeah, Barry Allen all day, all day. What about Marvel? Who's your uh, Favorite Marvel? Marvel. Favorite Marvel superhero. Uh, are we talking just heroes or just characters in general?
0: Characters. To work. Favorite favorite
2: Marvel characters. Juggernaut.
1: Nice. Because
0: I remember you writing into the shows talking about the Juggernaut.
2: justice at all. It's not this big dumb guy who just runs through shit. Like it makes me so mad when they do that to Like I'm still like. As good as Avengers was as a series, I hate what they did to the Hulk. I hate, I, I will never forgive him for that. Like, he's not this big, goofy, hey, look, here's a have a taco hand, man. Like, no. Like, like, <laughs> like, ah, big guy shouldn't always be dumb, you know? You know, I actually think now, I chose Juggernaut as
1: an underrated villain for one of our podcasts. Because wow. I also agree, he's, <laughs> they don't do him justice. He's also, he's very underrated.
2: Favorite DC villain is uh, Black Adam. I love the idea of the, the hero going bad. You know what I mean? He was like, "Oh, it's, I got this power. I'm not giving it up." You know, he he held his own against uh, Superman and and uh, Captain Marvel. I was like, "Damn, this guy's a beast!"
0: Like, right? Yeah. You know? Well, um, you got maybe, magic. Uh... There goes Superman.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like he he came down pretty badass too. He got. I mean, he got, he did get his ass kicked in that. Uh, remember, like I think it was like ten years ago. That DC online trailer, it was for the PlayStation thing it was, and Superman came down like, Where's Batman? And Black Adam's kicking ass and I'm thinking like, Yeah, Black Adam get him, and Superman beat the brakes off him. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: Shock Ch- that one up as <laughs> Yeah. I, I love that you can do more crossovers though.
0: Yeah. All right, so um talk to us about your favorite comic book movie. What is favorite
2: it? Favorite comic book movie, uh, Dread three D. In terms of source material and who the character is and the atmosphere, is, to me, it's Dread 3D. Um, it's the only movie, in my opinion, to use 3D correctly. It uses it to, to enhance the story rather than like, hey, look, I'm throwing a batarang in slow motion. I am going to catch right. this bullet. I mean, you, could, uh, you know, because if you've seen the movie, you know, the drug slow-mo, they don't show you anything in slow motion until someone takes the drug. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. It's not a cheap effect. Right uh let's see yes yeah, so Dare Three d was all all-time favorite follow closely it's a it's a it's a tie between uh dark knight and captain america civil or uh, captain america wonder soldier because dark knight is just just dark knight like to me the fact that the that the joker in a way i felt like he it was his movie like he he took it away from batman you know what i mean do you you mm-hmm. never seen anything like that since since uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. So I think that was kind of a, a cool twist on it. And then Wonder uh, Soldier is because it made, it made the Wonder Soldier a badass and it also kind of set everything up for the Marvel side.
0: I got to say something. You reminded me when you mentioned Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Um, I really yes. agree with you that Joker kind of took the movie because, I mean, there's the pivotal scene where he's dropping uh the mob boss out of the club and he, he yeah. he's terrified of the Joker and he's like no longer afraid of Batman. He's like, I know yeah. everybody knows that you're not gonna you'll you'll beat the crap out of us, but you ain't gonna yeah. kill us. This dude's unpredictable as hell. Like he's burning mountains of money. So yeah, I have to agree exactly. that was the Joker's movie for sure.
2: Exactly. You know my my favorite line my favorite <laughs> from the Dark Knight, my favorite line is when he's burning the mountain of money and then <laughs> he, yeah, he pulls a knife back Oh no! When he looks at the one guy, he goes, "How about I cut you up into little pieces and see how you, see how loyal your dogs are then, or something like that." Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> perfect! Yeah, to so your pooches, perfect. Like that was the joke. Like I, I don't care about you, buddy. And i keep... right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you and then feed you to your loyal dogs. Like, yeah, that's a villain. That's a villain."
0: Now, Antoine, you know your favorite line was I'm not wearing hockey pads <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I just threw that random one out there couldn't help
2: but, but That's the that's, that's top, top five That's the top five <laughs> Easily
0: <laughs> What movie do you want to see, dude?
2: What movie do I want to see? Uh, I
0: would like to see Well, it sounds like we're going to get something Spawn here pretty soon, right?
2: Well, Spawn's going to come out Another R-rated R- Spawn, which I'm kind of like, okay, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm going to go in with the open mind. I'm not going to expect big things out of it. Um, I like the first one. It was okay for its time. It was
0: cheesy. Everything as coming out of Image to- Comics at that time was super cheesy.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just Hollywood. That's the problem with Hollywood, man. They get in there and they just fuck everything
0: up. Absolutely, they do. Uh,
2: as far as what's coming out, I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, kind of looking forward to Black Widow. Only because I have a theory. I have a theory that they're going to use Black Widow to kind of tie in the X Men. Interesting. One yeah. One How do you think they're going to do that? You know, Disney's got everything. Um, okay, so I'm going to nerd out for a second. I'll try to keep it. That's what to this keep whole thing's eye. about. Yeah. Right. So I'm watching the trailer and you see the Red Guardian, and I'm like, oh, oh dude, hell yeah, Red Guardian. Right. It makes perfect sense that they had the Red Guardian, and then the upcoming show, there's a there's a, there's a rumor that in the upcoming show, uh, um, um, Falcon and Wonder and, uh, Soldier, the rumor is Omega Red is supposed to be one of the villains in that show. So you could totally have um, the Red Commander and 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 uh, Omega Red, like kind of, it could be like a passing kind of thing where he's in the background or he says his name. And then of course, if you bring in Omega Red, you have to bring in the X Men. It's just like, it's it, the story writes itself. You don't have. It's not rocket science. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I hope I, I, I hope it's good. I'm going in with low expectations. I feel like it's it's kind of weird that we're going to Black Widow, being that she kind of alert. I you know, no. I like it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like. I like to see some like more obscure characters get a movie. Like I want to see Moon Knight get a get a series or. He's I, getting I, a I show. Like, I kind like... He's getting a show. Okay. See, I. He's I kinda, getting a show. I like the, I like the idea of giving comics shows rather than movies because you can stretch it out and tell extra story. Like you can go into the fine details.
0: Yeah, you can make it's sure that the just, character development I, is legit. Absolutely. Right. So right. I'm fine you know, with some like, obscure. No,
2: no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I like I like Daredevil. Like I was like I was never a big Daredevil fan, but the show was amazing. Right?
0: Dude, the I just literally amazing. started binge watching that this week because I started reading the comics and I'm like, I fucking love this show. Yeah, <laughs> it was dude, excellent. Frank
2: Miller. Frank Miller saved, that, saved Daredevil in my opinion, like Frank Miller is like the comic book he's like comic, comic book Mount western number 1. Like
0: that guy, oh, jeez. So I'm uh, I'm okay with the um, obscure characters getting their, their movie or their show. I think it really yeah. just depends on who that is, because as you probably picked up on our last episode, I still think even people like Harley Quinn should not have their own movie.
2: Look, Harley Quinn, I'm going a, I'm to a say it like this. I don't hate Harley Quinn, but she is the DC Universe's version of Wolverine. She should not be in every fucking movie that comes out. <laughs> right. It makes me so fucking mad. And ah, uh, just you know, and then they changed the name to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like uh, Classic Order, side- bro. Classic
3: yeah,
2: Warner she's just, she's always been a sidekick. Like, why is she a main character now? I mean I, I I understand her her importance, you know, you know, as a as a for the for the box, for the box
0: office sex symbol. I guess.
2: But I feel like, watch, you know, they'll do a second Suicide Squad. There'll be another Justice League movie. And I guarantee she'll be in that one too, just because.
0: Right. Just because. So, on that note, what is your least favorite movie, comic book wise? Oh, shit. Uh... Justice League. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know, dude. Uh,
2: you know what? I'm, I got a soft spot for The Phantom. I'm not even going to lie, dude. I have a soft spot
1: for it. It you actually mean,
0: wasn't. Um, it wasn't with The yeah, Billy
1: Zane know. Phantom movie?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes, Nineteen ninety-six yeah. Christy Swanson. He'll still always be one of the henchmen in Back to the Future. He was one of Biff's yeah. like Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um uh, worst
0: oh, man, least favorite superhero movie I uh damn. Alec Baldwin in the Shadow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's up there. Um, it's between Green Lantern and the Fantastic Four.
0: All right, the so original. The I was thinking about this the other day. Um, okay. I've only seen about half of the Green Lantern movie because I just stopped watching it. But I mean, how how do you do a Green Lantern movie right, with like what the character is? You know what I mean?
2: Uh, okay. Don't make it so damn. Don't make it so Hollywood. Yeah, makes sense. Okay.
0: Well, I you mean, know. I know the fact that Kyle the dude didn't, didn't even have a real a costume. It was CG costume. Like, Bingo. what the fuck, man? Bingo. You can't CG all that shit. Like,
2: you put CG. Like, make a CG to put it on, and then once you put it on, you make it an actual costume. You know? Don't go. Don't go full on like uh, power rangers, like they did with the Flash. The Flash looks like a fucking power ranger. I hated <laughs> his outfit. In Justice League. Like, I understand the whole, like, we need to make it look tactical, but, like, I love that. like if you touched it,
0: it was going to fall Batman's apart. Costume.
2: I mean, look, if you touch it, you're going to cut yourself. Like, right. <laughs> like, I love what he did with Batman's costume in the Justice League movie. Kept it simple. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's cloth, and there's it's, it's whatever material, there's some padding there, cool. Like, simple. It doesn't have to be this big, like, technical functioning thing. It's like... It's a costume, you know? But yeah, I would, I would go with Green Lantern as the worst, as my least favorite, but if I'm gonna, if I were to remake Green Lantern, again, tune, turn down the CG, and if you do use CG, you gotta put, like, you gotta make sure the CG matches the movie. Like, the CG in that movie was so, like, oh, left God. field. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so everything. Who would
0: you cast? Who would cast?
2: What I pick? Um, not Ryan Reynolds again. Uh, the problem I, I here's my issue with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds plays the same character in all of his movies. That's I'm exactly what I was I love, he's Van Wilder yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I love the guy as an actor. He's pretty he's funny, but if I see him in the movie, I don't see the character. Like I didn't see Wade Wilson, I saw Ryan Reynolds. Um Van Wilder was yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um who are our cast? Ooh, that's a tough question. First, which
0: uh, uh... Which um, Earth, Sector, Green Lantern would you pick? I don't know.
2: That's, that's the hard part.
0: So I feel like, honestly... I'd always have to go with I, Hal or Jon Stewart. Like, I I really wasn't a huge Kyle Rayner fan. But, yeah, like, it's, th- yeah. those two are like, the top two. I Rich almost feel like... Rich loves Guy Gardner.
1: Oh, <laughs> fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's a jerk.
0: He's a dick. He was awful.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
2: yeah, yeah. I almost feel like the Green Lantern. I don't think it's impossible, but I feel like he's such a. If you don't, you'd have to do it like a Guardians of the Galaxy type. Yeah. If that makes sense. It has to yeah. be like in space and traveling, and I'm not. I'm not gonna do the popular opinion. I'm not gonna pick Adris Alba because he's played too many guys in too many different comic book movies. Sure. Uh. Oh uh. <clears throat> I want the guy who does the Allstate commercials to be. To be- <laughs> Think about it, man. He's got President the voice. He's got- Damn, dude, like he doesn't have to be a young guy because you know John Stewart is a veteran and he's, he's chiseled. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get I'll get President Palmer.
0: Oh my uh, God, that's a perfect pick.
2: I- Hal <laughs> Jordan. Hal Jordan's gonna be tough. Uh,
0: I almost feel like you got to go with a uh, an unknown for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, everybody I would pick has already like, played somebody else in another movie, and I'm tired of like, hey, gonna, I'm gonna go do a DC movie, and I'm gonna do a Marvel movie. It's like, no, stick
0: to one side. Omar oh, Epps. That's a good one. That wouldn't be a bad pick. I
1: can see it.
0: Can that's see a good one. It. How about what's his name? Who just who just did uh, Black Manta? Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, that yeah,
0: was good. I can't take. I gotta oh, yeah, okay. t- nah. He he's got to be Black Manta forever. That was like my favorite part of Aquaman. He yeah, fucking killed that, that role. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That yeah. Black Manta was a fucking. He was a beast, dude. Like that I never suit, that, dude.
0: That suit was the shit.
2: Yeah, cause I went in. I didn't know what to expect with Aquaman, and I was blown away by it. And when Black Manta came on, like I was never a Black Manta guy, but when he came on the screen, I was like, this guy, yes, he's cool. I want more of this guy.
0: And I love how they like subtly explained why his helmet is so fucking big and stupid looking. But it was fucking perfect.
2: Yeah, you don't need like a 10-minute disposition that's to be like, yeah, this helmet looks like this because of that. It's like, no, this is it. Cool. I'll just show books. you like, the, real problem quick. Comic, the, pro- the problem with most comic book movies nowadays, or most movies in general, is that it's, we're, like, we're coming into their world. Like, if you just make it simple and believable, we'll go with it. We don't need, like, this whole, like, elaborate story. Like, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. It's not hard. Like, comic books, to me, should not be real. Like, I mean, you can have real-life elements in it, but when you make a comic book movie real, it loses loses its appeal to me.
0: Oh, I think that's one of the biggest problems with DC is they're too busy freaking reinventing the wheel.
2: They really just can't get it right. They just keep
0: Oh man, I don't. Oh, man. Yeah, it's On like one hand I love correction. them, the other yeah, hand let me let me course correct the last movie that has nothing to do with this movie, and it's all about how can yeah. we make more money? It's like what the hell's happening?
2: I I, I, I gave Teen Titans a shot, and I couldn't do it. When 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 Robin was awesome, fuck Batman. I was like, oh dude, no. Like
1: oh Titans?
2: Um, yeah, Titans. I I tried. I really did. And I'm pissed that like Swamp Thing was the shit. I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan. Swamp Now with it's shit. not coming like, yeah, back. Not yeah, <laughs> again, <laughs> you did it to me twice, man. Twice. You know what I mean? Like I love the I love the movie from the old days. You know, I love the old show. I love the I love the the the, re, the recent show. And then, again, they're like, yeah, we're not gonna redo it. I'm like, dude, it's the DC app. You shouldn't have to expect like right. major
0: number. Oh, we like, didn't know it was gonna I, cost 5.2 million dollars to store this custom swamp we made. Ah, cut it. Yeah. And if I'm from DC, I would say take a break from Batman. Like, just just take
2: two more years from Batman. Like, we don't need a Batman movie every every two years because like Batman movies are already established. Although I'm excited to see the new one. I like the new suit.
0: Uh, I think he's gonna, gonna pull give, it off, man. I think it'll be good.
2: I'll give the kid a shot because everything. If you look back in the recent the, the history, Michael Keaton was showcases Batman. Everyone's like, oh, he's not Batman, but. He's one of the best Batman's of all time. Be you know? Batman. Right, you know Heath Ledger, a gay cowboy is gonna be Joker, and then there <laughs> you go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give, you know Twilight Kid a shit. He, he, he can't he can't be he can't be that, but he's a good actor. I've seen him in good movie. So I just wish if I was making a Batman movie, I want Batman to be like six foot seven. I want him to be a big bastard, like yeah. not this little. He, you know what i mean because like in, in uh in uh in uh um, the dark knight returns like yeah he's old but you see he's he's beefy like he's got to be at least 280 like smashing Like i wanted to see him like grabbing like i really wish ben affleck had stuck it out and, and stuck with
3: that that's bitch. what i'm I saying because his, that's I why i
0: loved his... him as the role so much because he was that big stocky mm. yeah
2: minus the killing minus the killing right but yeah like I wish, you, I, wish I wish he stuck it out. I wish mean, he got his own series, or, or at least
0: was, one movie. I was off on him. I was not pleased when Affleck. I just came him. across my uh, my Facebook timeline, you know, like five years ago, where where I was so pissed when they announced he was going to be <laughs> Batman. I mean, I, I'm glad to be proven wrong, and I hope uh-huh. I I think for me, I'm just mad because I really don't want. The dude that played Edward in the Twilight films to be affiliated with the Batman franchise, but I'll give him a shot. Can, that's that. I can that's understand that. That's my bias.
2: I can I can understand that. That's your boy. You don't want to see him. You, you want him done justice. With At the same time, again, like look at Michael Keaton. He's not. He does not look like Batman. And then you know, three, two movies later, you're like,
0: yeah, he's one of the, one of
1: the top. Years later, we're still wanting him.
0: Except you know what? Like yeah. he didn't even need a, a cowl over his eyebrows. You could have just like cut out the eyebrows <laughs> and shown his real eyebrows on the cow, and would have been
1: fine. <laughs> right. I would love to see
0: like a Batman Beyond, <laughs> what, Batman Beyond movie where he could be the old man Bruce. Yeah. Oh
1: yes, I'm sure he's got to do. That. I mean, I, if we're talking, I know he, I know that they. He's heard about that. I mean, that's got to cross his mind. I mean, everybody he knows how much. I'm. I'm sure that's probably been on his radar.
2: Everybody wants that. Just give the people what they want, man. Everybody wants it. Get Tim Burton back.
1: To um, ooh, good question. Stephen Amell. No, he's probably too tall. No. He's too. he's he. If I see Stephen
2: Amell, I'm thinking Arab the whole time. I don't want to. I don't well, want to see someone that plays someone. Robert
1: else. Pattinson would have been a good Terry McGinnis. Maybe like yeah. a. Yeah. What about a, like yeah. a Liam Hemsworth or something? I,
2: I could see that.
1: Yeah, I could see no, that.
2: Was Terry McGinnis? Was, was McGinnis? Now here's the thing. I didn't know. I didn't know. I never. They never really specified. Was he? Was he? Was he white in the show, or was he like Asian? Because he looked a little he's Asian. Right. He was he white. Like,
0: right. I could see him being a little bit of Asian. That's... I could yeah. see why you would ask that. He look, yeah, he looks a little
2: agent, so I would say get 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 a up and coming like young martial artist and there you go. Boom,
0: Terry McGinnis. Dude, you could almost go um uh Glenn from Walking Dead. Oh, no shit. Good pick. Yeah. So good. <laughs> uh,
2: see, put put some muscle on him and give him some martial arts and there you go.
1: Put some muscle on him. Hell yeah, yeah. That's a good pick, Rob. You don't need it. He only like ten pounds, and there you go—it's a whole new dude. But I don't know too many Asian men named Terry McGinnis. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's, you got you got me there. You got me there. Well, I'll tell you what—I'll I'll, I'll be sure to do some research of like of <laughs> uh, Terry McGinnis. Oh. <laughs> Maybe
1: it's
3: Steven Yeager. something. Gonna... Is that racist? Oh my
1: God. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, 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 oh I'm my god, that's racist. We gonna... Gonna...
0: I don't
2: yeah. know. Is that don't a get Filipino it. name or I'm not yeah, don't get the show... I'm Gonna get the show canceled before it even gets taken off, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some research later tonight and I'll be sure to post on the Facebook page or even email you guys the questions or email you guys who I find who I think would make a good Terry term against. There we
0: go. I'll do right.
2: that. How to do that?
0: Is there um, any topics that you know you've been listening to our episodes? Um, Is there anything that you know we haven't talked about that you would want us to talk about, or is there anything you want us to shut the hell up about? You know what's what's going on?
2: (laughs) Um, no, I'm actually like I'm enjoying I'm enjoying everything you guys are talking about. I'm enjoying the pacing that of of how you guys are discussing things. Um, So you guys are only like what nine or ten episodes in. I, I'm, I'm,
0: this is number fourteen.
2: Yeah, see, I'm lost count, I, you know. But like, I like, I like what, how you guys are going about everything, and I'm just kind of like listening. Like, if I get fed up with something, I'll let you know. But you <laughs> know, I know, you, I know you got. I haven't watched it yet, and I, I'm adding. I added it to my list of things to get to. Was the uh, Ashman team? I I've heard a lot of the same complaints that you guys have made in terms of like. You know, you don't want race to kind of take away from the comic book, or the comic book show doesn't quite hold up to the standard of the TV show. And just basing off of your guys' opinions and everyone else's opinions is kind of made me more interested in in it. You know, yeah,
3: I'm
2: gonna go in. I'm gonna go into that one with the with an open open mind as well. I've I haven't read the Watchmen. I've only seen I've seen the movie multiple times. I love the movie a lot. Uh, you know, even people compare the movie to the comic, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is that." And it's like, sometimes you gotta like not nitpick as much. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean, that's one thing I've I've had to learn growing up too. With the with the, especially with the comic movies, it's like, "Oh, this he didn't wear that outfit until this, so this is wrong." And you know what I mean? He didn't do this until that, so it's like, all right, this is for the this is for the wider audience, not yeah, just us. Think, this is I for- think if one thing.
0: I, I still have people talking to me about the show, and I know we've talked about it a lot on, on this podcast several times. It at least opens up a wider conversation. Yeah. You know, okay. By that, I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, politics and entertainment, current yeah. events, yeah. representation, uh, ideology differences, and things like that. So, I mean, it. it I, I guess what I would appreciate is it's at least a broader conversation, but. Yeah. At the same time, you know, still owning, you know, the things that I don't really care for it about or care too much. About. But yeah, give it I a shot. Hope, I mean, absolutely. I Can just, I just,
2: I just hope, especially with the second season being announced, I just hope they don't beat a dead horse. You shouldn't be talking about the same things like 10 episodes later. You know what I mean? Like you should go on to different stories or different arcs and have different things. Like I don't want to be talking about racism for it. four seasons later. It's like, all right, you know what I mean? This isn't The Walking Dead. Like,
3: like,
2: <laughs> right? Give me something. The Walking Dead. I mean, I love The Walking Dead, and but it's it's beating us. It's beating a dead horse. It's like, oh look, we got these survivors. Okay, cool. Hey, you guys want to come into our camp? Oh no, we shouldn't let them in our camp. And then it's like, oh, okay, now there's beef. And then eventually, three guys get killed. The new guys come in. Insert new villain. It's just we just yep. rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. But I, still I checked
0: out. I checked out when Rick left. Yep. Ditto. I was done. Mm. I yeah, barely stuck I, it out to that. I was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of seeing these characters that we love to just turn into bitches with Negan. Like, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I'm out.
2: <laughs> well, I, I before I joined the military. Well, when I joined the military, I had read the series up to and after Negan. Like right after the whole thing when Negan went down. And so it was for me. I, it was exciting for me to see how everyone's to see how everyone else reacted to to how their favorite characters kind of bitched out to Negan. Cause that's how it was in the book. Negan was a motherfucker. Like you, yeah. when he got his, you were excited for it. But then, you know, the show kind of took some liberties, and I understand why. You know, you guys been doing the same show for ten plus years. Carl's like thirty years old. Rick's like fifty five. Like, I get it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Still love I still love the fact that they did when they killed Glenn, it was scene for scene from the book. And I yeah. was I was I mean, I wasn't happy that he died in the book, nor was I happy in the show, but the fact that it was like look, panel for panel, scene for scene, it was spot on. See, you that's know, what
0: I always know. appreciate about a comic book movie is when they pull directly from the source material and yeah. you know, it's that purist yeah. mentality of doing doing the It gives me goosebumps when I see justice. things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like it It just does Frank the Miller. source material justice.
2: That's why I will always praise Frank Miller. <laughs>
0: Speaking right. of Frank Miller, I think one of the most <laughs> underrated comic book movies that I don't even think we've mentioned is Sin City. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk oh, about yes. panel for panel. I mean, yeah. that whole movie is like yeah. panel to panel. Man, I know. I
2: just know. like 300. Not...
0: 300 was a yeah. fucking beautiful movie. I just watched 300
2: again last night, and I forgot how good it was. Just seeing even, like, the the little still shots where they kind of show the comic book for a split second at the very, very end. Like, yeah, dude, it looks exactly how it's supposed to look. And I will always give him credit for that.
3: I can just envision,
0: I can just see Frank Miller in his, like, studio just throwing red ink, like, onto the comic. (laughs) Like, that's how he got that brush stroke. Right,
2: right. I think he might have been like upset or drunk, and it's been like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Fuck. And then it, it works. Yeah, just fuck it, and then it works. And the people are like, this is a masterpiece. And it's like, yeah, I was just mad.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frank, you're so modest. Right. My mom, my mom
2: actually got me an autographed. Uh, she got me like a, a, I think the Dark Knight Returns. I think it was like volume one. She got an autograph by Frank Miller. Nice. And I spazzed I spazz the fuck out because she didn't know who he was. She was like, hey, I was at this thing, and I saw this comic book signing over here, so I went and got this book. And I'm sitting downstairs, and I'm playing Xbox at the time. And I'm just like, whatever. And she puts it on the table next to me. Next to me, I look over, it and I'm like, Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller. And I see the autograph, and I was like, did you get this autograph by Frank Miller? She's like, yeah, that's his name. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I'm like, what the hell do you mean? Like, she was like, yeah, he was down, whatever. He he was downtown, and I was happened to be down there, and I walked up and I talked to him. He's a really weird guy, and he was nice. That's so your weird. mom. That is so your mom. And I was like, I'm son of a bitch, my mom makes Frank Miller. <laughs> I got here. Like, damn it, damn it, mom. You should have. You could have called me. I would have. I would have got down there as soon as possible, and like, you know what I mean? Like, just. Uh. It was so memorable that she forgot his name. <laughs> Yeah, boy, my mom doesn't know shit about comics you I know, know? She'll, she'll just buy someone and be like hey this one looks pretty cool and she should give it to me and I'm like what is this and I'm like oh you don't oh, get more like, cool.
0: like plain white man than Frank never. yeah
2: you know what I mean she was like he just he was a nice guy he was just really odd he wore this hat and had his like beard and looked grumpy and I was like yeah that's Frank Miller, mom <laughs> it's
0: like Freddy Krueger <laughs> without the sweater and the burns
2: right right <laughs> I was like, well, I can live vicariously through her. I can sort of mark on my bucket list, you know. I didn't get to meet all my, I didn't get to meet all my comic book icons, but I got to at least see, meet someone close. I got to see Stan Lee. I didn't meet him, but I saw him. I was like, oh look, I'm not gonna pay 150 bucks, but
0: Mark said oh. that
1: he smelled like my great grandmother. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: What does that smell, they, Mark?
1: Disney,
2: you know what? Mothballs, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Mothballs or I, lavender? Yeah. Mothballs in basement. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, uh, I was like, I, I saw it because I was at I was at the Phoenix Comic Con, and this was uh, I don't know, about eight years ago, and I, I had just got there meeting uh, Lavar Burton of all people. And I, like, look. Don't take my word for it. I see this crowd, right? <laughs> and I look over, and I see everyone kind of getting sad and clapping. And I'm, like, really clapping for? And then I see this little guy just walking through the crowd. I'm, like, that's, hey, <laughs> hell yeah. He went and sat next to uh, William Shat. And I was, like, oh, I'm going to go get in this line. And the line went all the way outside in the middle of April in Phoenix. So, it's, like, 110. And mm-hmm. I was, like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So, now, I, I waited. <laughs> And then I saw the ticket price. I saw the prices. It was 150 for an autograph, and it was like 300 for an autograph and a picture. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I can say oh, I saw them, though. No, I need that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love you. You know, you're an inspiration. you you know, one of my all-time, but I'm sorry, bud. Well, can you tell us, do
1: you have any questions for us?
2: What are you guys looking forward to most in terms of, like, uh, stories and, and 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 movies what what are you guys excited
1: just what disney plus has in store you know the upcoming shows and how that's developed that's what i'm looking yeah. forward to
2: i hope they don't do like six six episodes like i want them to do like 10 to at least 10 to 13 like is has of me i want to sit down and binge binge a show not like Okay, I'm going to sit down and watch these six episodes in two hours and
0: be done. So I'm going to be upset. Well, I'm always going to have the hope and pray for the Snyder Cut Justice League movie. I can always wish for that. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, dude. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I really hope that Disney Plus picks up the Netflix Marvel shows because I really, they really liked them. I don't know if there's any talk of that, but I, I loved Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Obviously, nobody liked Iron Fist, but... Luke Cage was a shit. I love that show.
2: I will tell you what. I I I hated the first season of Iron Fist, but the second half of the second season of Iron Fist, I was like, this is this is good. And I kinda wish they would give it a third season. I can understand if they wouldn't. So the I don't know, has,
0: has anybody heard any talks of whether or not Disney Plus is gonna green light those or what?
1: I haven't heard anything.
2: But yeah, I think uh, I think the time's coming up pretty soon to where Disney can just scoop in and like just take pick up from where they left off probably had to wait like a wait like a year or two or something like that.
0: I don't know. I think Wonder Woman '84 looks pretty dope. I mean, we're all yeah '80s kids, sense. so I mean, everybody's been trying to redo the fucking '80s for the well, last twenty years. But after um, watching the most yeah. recent season of Stranger Things, that makes me even more excited about Wonder Woman '84. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love the mall and all that stuff. That was sweet. Um, I'm looking forward to, I can't I believe think, I'm going to say I this, think, but I'm looking forward to The Boys Season 2. I don't know if you checked that one out.
2: The Boys was amazing. I yeah. didn't expect it. Oh, that show was so good. Yep. Oh, that show was... I, 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 I watched it with a roommate one time and it was just like, what is happening? Like, this is <laughs> insane. I felt like I was watching Justice League mixed with Rick and Morty. Just
0: <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. like to me... It was like this is what it would be like if we could manufacture superheroes. They would be corrupt ass people. <laughs> and yeah, agreed.
2: I like the idea of this, the of the the main guy being the villain. I'm like, okay, like he kind of has a reason, to be, you know?
0: Like it makes sense, you know. Except, I just hope that we can understand Carl Urban a little better. I feel like <laughs> you were the, the only one that mind. had that problem, man. I, I, don't, know, man. I don't know, man. Fucking cunts. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah.
2: English? His accent was his, his. accent did get heavy in some episodes. You're like, whoa, 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 okay, kind of. They should you have, go they back should have reshot like, that.
0: Let's go back to Almost Human. Can you can you yeah. clean go back to your like straight? Non-accent. I fucking loved that show too. They fucking I love that show. I watched that, awesome. that one yeah. real quick too. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So I I would like to see DC like do something like that with like some of their some of their other properties as well.
0: No. I wish they would do like a I wish they would do a Batman a Bat family. Like if you're gonna do a Batman movie, then let's just bring all the characters in, man. Let's get some Nightwing, some Damien, some fucking Batgirl. Like I want all that shit. I just hope to God we don't see Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered again. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm actually surprised they didn't Mm. go go like some of the uh, Arkham video game route, like take some of those, yeah. and like yeah, yeah, Gotham Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, like I'm all about it. Like let's see some right. some amazing storytelling in those video games.
2: Right, I would say what I would love to see done live action. I would like to see uh, was it Gotham by is it Gotham by Gaslight? I think it was yeah. called. Oh, like ah, oh, that was so fucking good. But at the same time, I hope they they keep it somewhat. Being a parent now, nah, I'm at that I'm I'm at, I'm at that point now where I kind of have to screen everything my daughter watches. because mm-hmm. I kind of made the mistake. I made the mistake of it's, it's ironic. My daughter's favorite two superheroes. I let her. I I don't I don't try to influence her, but I let her pick her two favorite superheroes. And her, ironically, her two favorite superheroes are Spider Man and Batman. So I'm like, okay, cool, like great job, but her. <laughs> Her first experience with Batman was uh, the Batman Arkham Knight, uh, the short stories so that the DVD they did. Yeah. He's a I didn't know she, Yeah. So like I was, I was in her room cleaning something up and I'm like, all right. So she goes into the DVD player and puts it in and she starts watching it and she's about four stories into it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, okay. <laughs> so the, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I kind of sat back and watched and she was just glued to it. And I'm like, how old is right, she now? She's six. Okay. And she started, yeah, she watched them about two years ago. So, yeah, she started watching those crazy Batman stories so at four. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, it's all, right. all right, I'm going to see how she does, you know. And, you know, just kind of, I try to I try to be more cautious of what she watches.
0: But I'm like, well, she watches Batman. She's good.
2: <laughs> so That's right. You know. I'll tell
0: you what, man. My son's picking up a whole bunch of stuff off Teen Titans Go, man. That's like an adult show. Dude, look, teens,
2: I'm <laughs> going to tell you, you what. she become I think,
0: such a smart ass. Like, what
2: is this? Oh, that's from I Teen don't Titans know. Go. I, I could be speaking just for myself, but as far as I know, I'm the only person <laughs> who's watched the other Teen Titans shows. As far as I know, I'm the only person who actually likes Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go is, is yeah, it's not our Teen Titans that we grew up with back in the day. But the show is hilarious. The movie was fucking awesome. The Teen dude. Titans oh, Go to the
0: movie was oh, showing that for the first time. That was amazing, right? Okay. You know, the the little
2: Stan Lee cameo, and it was like it's the wrong movie. And was, I was like, that's amazing, you know. And then the, the the
0: little teaser at the end where it was like, hey, we're the Teen Titans. I do
2: I, I spazzed out. I spazzed out. Dude. The
0: best part was the Michael Bolton song.
2: Yes! <laughs> I mean, a base is... inspirational
0: song about <laughs> oh life. You can't God. go wrong with that. Yes, yes. A dolphin, like playing a, what was that, like a guitar, piano, keyboard <laughs> on a rainbow. <remote. laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was, that song was a Trapper Keeper cover. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Carrie Payton from The Walking Dead. Was on Fat Man and Beyond, and he said that, that after like the first 20 episodes, they stopped writing for children, they write it more for adults now.
2: Yes, you do. tell, they should, they should because you can still make it slapstick and silly and then and, like put in a little adult joke that only adults would get, you know. I, I'm all I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. Well, Mr. Bush, we really appreciate you hanging out with us, man. It's been a very yeah, fun conversation, we really
2: appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I know I rambled a little bit too much, but I'm excited, you know. That's what we
0: want, man. That's what we want. I really fun. appreciate you listening, man. It's been fun. Yeah, sure. I'm glad to see you guys are doing it, man.
2: Again, all the su- I wish you guys all the success in the world. Hopefully, you guys can be on some Fat Man to be on level, you know, episode 400 from now. <laughs>
0: that's, that's something to shoot for. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Thank you. All right,
0: yeah. man. We'll oh. see you later. All, all right, right, guys. Man. Take care. All right. So, that was uh, Antoine Bush. Man, it's been a while since... Uh, I've talked to him. So that was, uh, that was really nice to it was touch a good base. Conversation. Yeah. Well, and kind of our conversation about the down trotting and the awfulness of the DC Warner brothers stuff. And the conversation we were having with him with casting, it got, uh, got me thinking, um, if we were going to go back to one of our least favorite DC comic movies, Batman and Robin, I was thinking maybe we could recast this thing. And, uh, Maybe uh, not only recast it, but maybe um, tell a different story. What do you think? I'm digging that.
1: I'm digging that. And also, this is kind of a nod to what Wizard used to do back in the day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know like the casting you sh- call baby
1: yeah man that was so awesome and some of them were really spot on and i'm surprised that none of them ever took but some of those castings i remember that they did were really really good
0: okay so let's let's decide this so this will be casting call number one let's do a dc movie tonight and then in our next episode we'll pick a marvel movie and recast that how about that
1: Sure. So tonight we're cool doing Batman that? and Robin. Yeah, let's do 1997's Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin by Joe Schumacher.
0: Suck some ass. <laughs> uh, I and believe... to this
1: day, to this day, George Clooney still apologizes for ruining the <laughs> franchise, by the way. I've read interviews <laughs> with him and he still apologizes to this day for ruining the franchise. And oh, you know it,
0: there was actually it was a decent cast in the movie too. Like you had a lot of blockbuster power in that movie and it was just not not good. I still um, think they casted uh fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger because the Mr. Freeze costume probably weighed 250 fucking pounds. Well, even I think even he had a hard time moving in that damn thing. Um Mark, so what, what Marvel movie should we recast next next episode? Next
1: episode should be X-Men. Okay.
0: Like we can just lump the whole X-Men saga together. Well the whole- wait, like the whole thing, cold kit and caboodle?
1: Yes, um, Fox is X-Men. Let's be clear. Okay, Fox
0: Fox. did all the X-Men, didn't they? Yes, they did. (laughs) Fair enough. Then all the movies are fair game, then. Yes. I mean, some of those, I think some of those casts are are right on.
1: Uh, Yes, some of those were. James Marsden was an excellent, the number one Cyclops for me.
0: Except Phoenix killed him so he could go be part of uh, Superman Returns. Oh, man. (laughs) I gotta
1: bring that up.
0: Anyway, anyway that, let's
1: dive into Batman that,
0: and Robin. That might be casting call number three. <laughs> Superman returns. All right, so, all right, Rich, what story should we do? Um, I definitely think we should we should recast all the characters from the original movie. All right. So, what are we talking? We're talking Batman, Robin, Batgirl was in that movie, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, Bane. And we can't forget about Alfred, who's now dead in the comics. By the way, it's fucked up. All right, so I've got, I've I've got (laughs) this. Fucked up. I've got this. All right, so um, so we're gonna do? Are we gonna keep in uh, in line with our like? uh, Um, We'll rank them, I guess. Yes, that's fine. All right, so do we? Are we each casting? Yes. Like, all right. Well, we can bring suggestions. Let's let's just. Go down and we'll start with the big, the big guns. So with Batman, I'd actually like to see um, John Ham play, uh, play Batman. Okay, uh, not a bad pick. Who you got,
1: Mark? Daniel Craig.
0: Dude, I was just gonna fucking say that. Really? Yes, I swear to God, I'm not even lying.
1: Yeah, I chose Daniel Craig.
0: 007 himself.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good pick, man. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't know about the nose, though. And that... Daniel Craig, it is. Ding, ding, ding. Rob, you lose. <laughs> and fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, da, 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 da. Robin. I'm actually going to go with Joseph Gordon Lovett. I actually would have liked to see him play like a Robin Nightwing role. Um, You know, they kind of obviously foreshadowed and just blatantly hinted that, all right, he's going to take it over and then nothing. Yeah. That's my Robin pick, Mark.
1: I was thinking either Stephen ML or Michael B. Jordan. <sighs>
0: you can't do Stephen Amell; he was already a DC character.
2: No, I mean I you can. It's I your don't pick. I
0: agree with that. It's your pick. That's I. Never mind. I don't disqualify you. Okay. I'm going more towards the uh, younger Robin. All right, thinking, so like. Uh, Joe Curry, the guy from Stranger Things, uh Steve. Ah, yeah, okay. fucking crazy hair. Yeah. So, so I agree with you, Rich, going the younger route, but I actually think in Batman and Robin, like Robin was a Nightwing character, like straight up. Well, he was kind of like that in Batman Forever too. Like he was I think the Batman Forever, he was Robin, Robin. It was like his origin story or whatever. But Sure. I mean the the suit was even Nightwing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking more young, younger, skinnier. He's he's the. I mean, he could be Steve's smartass, because that to me is Dick Grayson. He's almost like a a cross between Peter Parker smartass. Yeah, you know, he brings the smartass the comments to the Batman and Robin fighting. Like he he is that light to Batman's darkness, and I think his you know wittiness is what's appealing about the character. Would you consider him a Dick Grayson or a Jason Todd? Dick Grayson. I think Dick Grayson is witty. I don't think he's cold hearted and I don't think he's just like, I I, I always looked at Jason Todd as really impulsive and really brass and very immature. So that's my pick. How do we want to pick this one? I think we we're all at odds here. You know what? I I, I like, um, I think I'm going to go with your pick, Rob. Um, Love it. Gordon, love it. I think he plays like the, he could fill that young Robin role. He you. could fill the young Robin role and he can do the, you know, the sarcastic, the, the, uh I think that's a good pick, you know, and it's like he had, he was in the spot to do it and then it, it didn't happen. It was just inferred that he was going to be Robin or he was going to be Batman, right?
1: He has a honesty and an, uh, an integrity to do the job, you know, about him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go with him. You good with that, Mark? Yeah. All right, back girl. I'm going with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my god, she would be a good back girl. I'm going with Emma Stone, the redhead. <sighs> Another good pick.
1: I was going to go with um Katie Cassidy from Arrow. I could see that. Because the way she played that lawyer in the first season, in the second season, she just kind of had that way about her, the way Barbara has that way about her justice-wise, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as far as pursuing justice, she just had that way about her. See, I, look,
0: I I, that's a great pick. I just see her more as, like, a Huntress character.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I see her, I, I always see her as the uh, the original Ruby from Supernatural. She's kind of got that dark vibe to me. But, I mean, she'd play a good Batgirl, but oh my God, I would love to see Jennifer Lawrence in a Batgirl suit. And we're picking three women, three females that have been part of comic book movies already. Yep. I'm going with Emma Stone. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. You guys can rebuttal that. I mean. We might have a draw on this one. I really like Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) That's fine. Where you at, Mark?
1: Um, I'm going with uh, Emma Stone. You could Stone. be the tiebreaker.
0: Yeah, Emma Stone. <laughs> All right, for Poison Ivy, I'm gonna pick Jennifer Lauren, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, go for it. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. We gotta. We're in the still in the Bat family here, right? Are uh, we? For Alfred. Okay. I'm gonna go with Michael Sheen. He was the. Uh, I always think of him as the robotic bartender in The Passengers. Okay. Yeah, I I really I I was like that was like the first person I thought of like all right bartender slash like servant and I was like I'm I'm digging like a younger Alfred taking oh, you yeah. taking a different tone. Mark, what do you got? I kind of drew a blank on my Alfred. I, I'm I'm struggling with it. Mm, that's a good one. I don't know. We might have to come back to that one. I just want to add a couple of um, Bat family members to this movie. Could we incorporate Thomas Wayne into? into this because i think one of the big disadvantages or one of the advantages that the Bale franchise had over the original franchise was i think it did a much better job of telling the story of at least thomas wayne and bruce kind of upbringing even though i wasn't too thrilled with the uh acting chops of the child bruce wayne um you know and getting into like the rachel dawes story and all that stuff i i think it'd be kind of cool if there could be more than just a uh popcorn flying thomas wayne dying in the alley um and i think watching the joker got me thinking that'd be kind of cool to have a thomas wayne character i was thinking maybe having michael keaton play thomas wayne that'd be fucking sweet kind of like what we were talking to or talking to Antoine about about having Michael Keaton play the old Bruce Wayne in the in a Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Or play a Batman in like a Dark Knight Returns type vibe. You know, and now that I'm thinking about people that played Thomas like in Batman the Superman where uh Jeffrey D Morgan, he would be a fucking sweet fucking Batman also. I think there was talks of him playing like the uh, Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne. I don't know where yeah. I remember seeing that or reading that, but yeah, he played a good Batman. He's not right. out of the running for me. So let's talk villains. Well, hold on. What do you guys hold think? On. Who would you pick for Thomas Wayne? I'll go with Michael Keaton. I like that.
1: Um, I I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
0: So Jeffrey Dean Morgan would remain in his Thomas Wayne role for Mark. Okay. Uh, all right, villains. So. First Why do we even foremost. decide on that? Who do we decide on? Well, what are the options? I heard Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Michael Keaton. Those are the options. Who's going to win?
1: JDM.
0: All right. Are you keeping score, Rich? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Dean. That's fucking rigged game. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Villains. So... Right off the bat, we've got one of the biggest fucking disgraces of the Batman and Robin movie was the whole Bane character. Like they made him some skinny ass dumb criminal, just dipshit. Like pumped full of venom, and Bane is so freaking intelligent and his strategy is amazing. I mean, he pretty much he took down Batman. Like, and you got this three syllable grunt of a villain, and (laughs) first and foremost, yeah. Um, I would put Dwayne Johnson. Thank as you, my That's Bane. Exactly who the Dwayne, fuck? Dwayne, The Rock Johnson would be. Yep, he has the personality. He could uh, get rid of the bullshit accent that the Nolan franchise put on there. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Who'd you cast as Bane?
1: That's a good uh, pick. I don't know if I can outdo that one. To be honest with you, um,
0: well, it's already two to one, so it's going to be The Rock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about what about who's that actor that just he was really big he was in like Friday Night Lights or some shit and he got real skinny he's like big and buff now he used to be really big like he used to be I don't think you guys know who I'm talking about
0: I do he was in he was, Boy Meets World
1: yes he was like really fat and he all of a sudden was was in remember the Titans yes him now that he's all buff he would make a good Bane I don't oh, know his sh- name what was his
0: name? Uh, It's Ethan Supley.
1: Yes, the way he looks now kind of gives me that Bane vibe.
0: Yeah, he's fucking cut. Uh, He was in... I think he was in a show most recently with Hugh Laurie when Hugh Laurie was like a forensic psychologist or psychiatrist or something, and it didn't do very well on uh, Hulu. But yeah, he would be... That'd be a good pick. You know, I gotta be honest with you, a close second for me was... um, I was going the Fast and Furious route, and Vin Diesel came to mind too.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. But The Rock takes it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think he would be an amazing villain in that in that role.
1: If you want to segue into that,
0: I've got like now that you say Vin Diesel, I think Vin Diesel could fit into Mister Freeze's role. Hmm. Um, because I I just visualize Mister Freeze with this nose and like I don't know. I have th- three actors for Mister Freeze. And now that you've said Vin Diesel, I think he would work in that. And he's got the voice where he could command the The Iceman cometh <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> you know, I went um I went a different route with Mr. Freeze. I actually think and this kind of stems back from his early days on um, supernatural, I think Sterling K. Brown would make an amazing Mr. Freeze.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mark's on my team on this one that's a good one that is a very good one mr
0: uh this is us himself
1: no that's a good one though that's a good
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i've got a really really old actor sean connery as mr freeze or the punisher himself john bernthal man what what was the last thing sean connery did Mr. Freeze. (laughs) Oh,
1: shit. Oh, my God. Could you see John
0: Burnthal in that role?
1: Not really. No? Because Mr. Freeze is a scientist.
0: It's called acting, Mark. (laughs) Uh, He
1: just didn't have that look about him. I mean, you put some glasses on him and still.
0: (laughs) Mark's like.
1: He's like cast
0: the Punisher as Mr. Freeze. He's like, he's a scientist.
1: I just don't see it. And plus, Mr. Freeze is a lot taller. John Bernthal is a little bit shorter and more scruffier, and his voice is too rough. There's nothing clean about, like, he's not clean cut enough, I don't think. I know it's acting, but I just don't see it.
0: Okay, so who won the Mr. Freeze role? Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going down, Ritz. All right, Poison Ivy. Damn it, fuck. I am going with uh, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld for my poison ivy pick
1: i'm going with carrie washington
0: i'm going with uh deborah ann wool from the daredevil tv show because she's a natural redhead uh karen herself kim's gonna hate me for that pick i can't stand that fucking bitch
1: <laughs> she doesn't like her
0: oh she hates that character why she just can't stand her who'd you pick the chick who plays uh karen and daredevil deborah ann wool oh yeah kim hates her <laughs> no shit Oh, what else was she in? I can't. Who are you looking her up now? Yeah. She reminds me a little of that TSA agent from um, fucking Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. TSA. It's not TSA. It was fucking uh, fuck. H-E-F. H-E-F, ATF. ATF. <laughs> TSA. Sorry, Sons down. of Anarchy. Can I check your bags, please? <laughs> right. What is in those saddlebags, gentlemen? <sighs> oh. All right. Who's our who's our poison ivy now? Did you even like consider Evan Rachel Wood? I don't care. <laughs> you don't. She's got that like. Have you have you watched any of the Westworld series? No. Oh my God, no. dude, she's got like that. Don't fuck with me, like villainous vibe. Okay, Evan Rachel Wood is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh. All right. So bonus. I think that we need to uh, get a Leslie Tompkins in this role because one of the things that drove me crazy in Batman and Robin was, you know, Alfred was dying and uh, like, let's talk to somebody who knows the family and all that stuff. Who would you guys cast as uh, a Leslie Tompkins? Because I'm going to go with Sigourney Weaver.
1: I'm going to go with Angela Bassett. Why am I not prepared for this? Sally Field. Sally Field. Oh, Sally Field. That's a good pick, man. I know. Man. See?
0: That's a good pick.
1: That's a good pick.
0: She's still acting. Because she could be that <laughs> fucking crazy Steel Magnolias like, Bruce, stop
1: fucking punching
0: people. Well, see, like, I never really thought of um, Sigourney Weaver as a, like, a doctor, but she played that role slash scientist pretty well in Avatar, and she's fucking witty, and she didn't take shit from I anybody. Think Leslie Tompkins is, like, she's not witty. She's just a pacifist who, you know really wants to help people. I think Sally Field wins this round. Yep, Sally Field. Ding That's ding ding. Not a not a bad pick. That's a good pick, Field. Mark. All right. Anybody else? I think we got everybody. So we have Daniel Craig as Batman. Gordon Lovett as Robin. Emma Stone, Emma Stone, Stone, Stone is as Batgirl. Thomas Wayne was Jeffrey Dean Morgan still. Hold on. If if Emma Stone goes down, Jennifer Lawrence is is, is waiting in the wings, just saying <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne still. Then we've got uh Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson as Bane. And uh what? Good pick. Sterling K Brown is Mr. Freeze and Rachel Wood is Poison Ivy and Sally Field is Dr. Leslie Tompkins. All right, so hold on a second. We have forgotten a key character here. Uh who would play Jim Gordon? Fuck. Who would play Jim Gordon? I got my pick, Tom Selleck. Yep, I want I want me some Tom Selleck. Okay, he's got right. the mustache. Yep. He's got the cop
1: yep. vibe. What about uh, Morgan pick. Freeman?
0: No, Morgan. he'll always be Lucius to me now. But, but I mean, that's still not a bad pick. I mean, Morgan Freeman's good at anything, except uh, Alex Cross. Fuck it, let's just go and put him put uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I mean, that's the only movie he hasn't been in. Turn the bat signal on, motherfucker. What do you guys think of Jeffrey Wright from uh, again another Westworld person?
1: Uh, yeah, he's going. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: He's got the uh, he's got the chops and he's got the beard. I mean, the he's chops. got the he's got the full. I mean, just like his the jawline is. It speaks Jim Gordon to me. Wait, isn't he actually slated to be Jim Gordon? Who's Jim Gordon in the new movie? Jeffrey Wright. Shit. Yeah. Alright, well we can't pick him because he's actually Jim Gordon. <laughs> that's a We game. got one right! <laughs> I'm really excited. That's all right, so who's our who's our pick? Jeffrey Wright. We going with Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright. Alright. Alright, continue with the uh the casting call, Richard. Alright, that's it. Now we just need to pull what do we want to do? Redo the plot? Yeah, like what uh I feel like we got to go with a um, a legit, like, Mr. Freeze storyline. Because to me, he was the main villain.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, you know, I, I'm still fine with him holding down kind of the foundation. And we can even bring some of those other powerhouse villains like Poison Ivy and Bane into a greater story. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, our Batman and Robin recast is a, a fresh franchise. So maybe we can make a couple movies out of it. Okay, well, I pulled from Batman the Legends of the Dark Knight back from uh, 2006. Mm -hmm. There was a three-issue storyline called Cold Case. And surprisingly enough, it had Dr. uh, Leslie Tompkins in it. So basically, it's uh, issue uh, 201, 202, and 203. And basically, it's about this author is going to write a book about... It's called The Robinson Park Ripper. Okay, and it's basically a bunch of murders where women were stalked and murdered and organs were taken out and removed, and they never found the Ripper, and this author is coming out basically saying that, well, he thinks the Ripper died unexpectedly, and his prediction was it was Thomas Wayne
1: Mm.
0: because he was gunned down, and that's right around the time where the Ripper stopped. So this storyline is basically about Batman trying to solve the mystery to prove that it wasn't his father. And what they were saying was the murders had the hands of a surgeon. So that's why he picked Thomas Wayne, because surgical precision was done to harvest these organs. Sweet. Sweet. So it was later to be discovered that it was Dr. Victor Freeze... Because his wife, Nora, you know, her organs were failing and he was, he was specifically targeting these women and harvesting their organs and transplanting them into Nora. And Thomas Wayne found out about it because Nora was his patient. Ah, that's a nice tie in. So Mm -hmm. this whole story is, uh, Victor Freeze is trying to kill anybody who knew about it. So he he's trying to silence the author. He killed the author. He's trying to he's trying to take down uh, Dr. Leslie Tompkins because she worked with Thomas in the hospital back in the day. So it was good. It was a really, really good storyline. I liked it. It was kind of a, a new, modern, you know, cold case story. And what was, a play on words with it being Mr. Freeze, too. Right, right. So I don't know. It was really good. I think that would be a pretty sweet target for a screenplay for a movie you know that that always amazes me that there's so there's endless possibilities and like you could even just pull in some of these old like really well written mini series you know story arcs into a movie and again dc why don't you just use the material that you already have anyway that's a i like it what do you think mark is that a good storyline to go with
1: absolutely
0: plays on that reporter side of you too
1: Absolutely, yeah. that was a great casting for a great storyline.
0: So that was uh, Christos Gage, Ron Wagner, and Bill Reinhold. And that was Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, issues 102 through 103 from May of 2006. Cold case. I think that was the first uh, first Bat series that we got all the issues for. Yeah. Yep. I always remember Legends of the Dark Knight had the best covers. Yep. They were really, the really good. They're usually just, always paintings. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I either thought they were paintings, or they looked like um. Uh, what's the like oil, chalk and stuff. It just, It was Castels. always good. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right, fellas. So next episode, um, Mark wants we'll to take the lead. Take yeah, the we'll lead and, uh, So should we think of like X Men from two thousand, like that cast? Yes. Okay. All right, that'll be that'll be helpful. Even down to the senator?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't go that far.
0: Okay. I would definitely, uh, listeners, if you have any really good castings for Batman and Robin that we didn't think of, I'd like to hear some of those.
1: We'd first. love to hear from yes. you. We're open to all your ideas. This is fun.
0: And help yeah. us out with our next casting with X-Men, too, so that'd be fun. Well, and this is like what we were doing in the comic club back in the day. That's right. That's what it's all about. All right, Rich, so are we uh, segueing into our uh, countdown?
1: Is this our number seven?
0: Yep, let's get back to the countdown. Mark, what's your number seven,
1: buddy? My number seven is Avengers Volume 1, Issue 213. That's where Yellowjacket Hank Pym, one of the original Avengers, is court-martialed from the Avengers, and that's where he hits his wife, the Wasp. And that, for me, totally made comics so real for me because it goes to show you that they can even comic, you know, superheroes touch up on serious things like domestic violence. Right. That was a key issue for me. So that's my number seven.
0: Man, Mark likes when the Avengers are getting court-martialed, carried into... So that was Avengers 217? 213. 213, I'm sorry. What you got, Rob? So I'm actually going to go with um, Bone 22. Um, This was the very first Bone comic that I read. I got this from mark's own comic connection at tamarack circle nice um i believe and again i'm always kind of fuzzy on the uh bone publishing date i believe this one was from february of 96 um but really um king donk's um arm just got whacked off like it actually opens up with the two rat creatures like arguing right after um he got his one of his arms whacked off and he passed out. And I just remember going like, what is this? <laughs> and this was the issue I picked up when you picked up issue number one. Remember that, yeah. Rich? we yeah. were just like, let's check this out, whatever this is. And, you know, not knowing anything about Bone at that point. But um, there are, of course, better issues uh, from the Bone series. But kind of what I shared the last time, I'm kind of picking some comics that have significant meaning to me. Absolutely. Um, you know... Versus what's the, uh, not just, you know, what was the story about, but, you know, some of the significant meaning. Cause as I already mentioned, Azrael 40, the, the story was garbage. Um, but the, the book means something to me. Um, this one being the very first bone issue, um, it had to make my top 10 just because it kind of got me started and really curious. And really, I mean, you jump like halfway into what probably the first third of the series, and, you know, after a major battle, and it was just really exciting. So that's uh, that's my number seven, Bone number 22. What you got, Rich? My number seven comes from back in January 1998. On the cover, it says, Collector's Item, first issue. Here's Return Fantastic Four number one. Uh... I remember staring at that when we bought that. The legend begins anew. Um, I don't know. This one's just special because I I reread it a couple times, and it's, I mean, it opens up with this underground, what is his name? Fuck. Mo Man? Yeah. And it just opens with that, but it, it, it's, uh, this holds a, a special memory because it was, I want to say we were in the eighth grade when this came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I just remember it was good. right after we we met that came out. Yeah, and Rob and I collected this Fantastic Four line for a while, and uh, this is uh, Lobdell Davis and and uh, Farmer. And I know Chris Claremont started writing this book right around I want to say fifteen, maybe sooner than that, because I know Chris Claremont brought Doctor Doom back in issue twenty-five, I believe. So, but. This this number one holds a special place in my heart. It's got the fold out cover. Yep. And uh, I don't know. That's my number seven. I think so that was one the of the. Return... F- wasn't that one of the first purchases we made at the Ogre? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah, because so was... got this and we got Avengers number one. Yep. yep. And we just decided to collect Fantastic Four instead of the Avengers. We pick. So we collected Fantastic Four and Mark collected Avengers.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: So and well, I we remember went, we used to We went have, deep uh, into the Avengers for a little while, didn't we? did we at least get like the first ten? No. We only we only did number one. Um I just remember it was funny because we used to write like our own RMR comic club news. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember just I was doing always like... late to the deadline. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> I just remember like we would just highlight the books we were reading and I just remember writing Fantastic Four is the best book that Marvel is writing right now. And like, what the hell gave me the the right to say that? Because that's the only book I was reading. <laughs> oh, shit, well, All also the other books are grade. shit. They're <laughs> also in the 8th grade, so... Right. It's fine. So, my number 7, Fantastic Four number 1 from Heroes Return, 98. Nice. Again, I really, really hope people can email in and give us some ideas this will be pretty fun yeah, absolutely like we'd love to up. hear from you guys so let's uh let's also get together next episode and talk about uh matt's uh, hawkeye book we'll catch up on that and review that since sounds we've been talking good. about it so until next time i'm rich i'm mark i'm rob again thank you guys so much for uh taking the time to listen to these uh these crazy guys see ya Thank you for listening to this RMR production.